This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Today, we're going to talk Arkansas, Georgia Southern. Uh, well, we got Curtis Wilkerson's joining us. Keith Grayson is also joining us. Curtis is going to talk a little bit about Razorback basketball recruiting because there's been some stuff going on with that. Keith Grayson was at the game, and we're going to answer your questions as well. All that and more on Hog Sports Live. Man, I almost forgot what I was doing there. <laughs> this is your Arkansas versus Georgia Southern primer. Uh, obviously, this is a big game for Arkansas just because it's a tricky spot. I mean, let's be honest. Arkansas has Texas and Texas A&M, and then there's this tricky option team right in the middle, this triple option squad in Georgia Southern who, you know, despite losing to FAU last week, 38-6, despite that, they still have a pretty good squad and program. I think uh, they're 26-12 and 12 the last, what, three years or so uh, under Chad Lonsford. So, um it's a, it's a tricky opponent. Even though last week went, they're getting their quarterback back, it's a tricky opponent, and especially for how it falls in the schedule. There's no way to replicate what happened with Arkansas last week against Texas. So uh, you got to find ways to make sure you, your guys are still, still up. Arkansas right now is sixth in the country. Excuse me, sixth in the SEC and the SEC football power rankings for week two. Is it a bit of a jump ahead? Do they deserve to be sixth? Maybe. I mean, there's a lot of schools in the SEC that are doing some good things right now. So, it's good to see Arkansas there right now at six after a big win after over Texas. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in to Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already. Also available on YouTube. Throw us a thumbs up there if you haven't done so already. Uh, like the page, share comment all of those good things also available on apple podcast throw us that five-star review if you haven't done so and let people know what to think of the show also available on spotify stitcher anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast hog sport can't talk today hog sports is just one dollar right now for your first month or 30 percent off for your first year at hawgsports.com so sixth in the latest power rankings on 24 7 sports espn did a deal where they you know are dissecting i guess the the biggest misconceptions, I guess, or takes from week two. And for Arkansas, the take is, and I didn't do one for every school, but Arkansas is the second best team in the SEC West. I mean, I think that there are a lot of schools jumbled up there right now. I mean, if you look at Ole Miss, they're ranked 17th. Mississippi State beat North Carolina State. Nice win. Auburn has put, what, hundred and. 102 points up so far, 60 over 60 points in both games. I mean, that I know who they've played, but you don't just destroy a team like that unless you've got some good offense. You don't just put up 60. It's hard to do. So, LSU is LSU. I mean, Texas A&M is Texas A&M. They lost their quarterback. It's going to be a big matchup next weekend, obviously. So, are they the best team in the West? 
well, according to this article, it's just good that Arkansas is being mentioned in that conversation, but they say no. Too early to tell. Arkansas got some big recruiting news with Anthony Brown, a guy that we've been waiting on for a while. He had had an initial decision date, pushed it back a little bit. Six foot, 185 pounds, had Alabama, Auburn, Miami, Michigan State, Oregon, Tennessee, Wisconsin. Pretty long list, actually, of, uh, of possible destinations he could have ended up at. So it's a nice addition. It puts Arkansas at number 17th in the nation in, in recruiting. Uh, pretty solid defensive back class when you consider Jalen Lewis out of Brownsville, Tennessee. Miles Rouser, a four-star four out of Michigan. And Danny has some nice breakdowns just about how Arkansas has done recruiting defensive backs lately because there was a stretch there from like 2011 to 2017 where they didn't sign any four-star defensive backs. Tevin Mitchell was like the last one. And then suddenly there's like six of them that they've signed or gotten commitments from. So definitely pick steam up here. Anthony Brown's not a four-star, but he's the number 513 overall ranked prospect in the country. I think if you talk to a lot of like scouts um, and analysts at 24-7 sports, they'll tell you guys in that 87 range or higher, uh, you know, or guys that they really, you know, if you build a recruiting class with a bunch of guys like that, then that's going to be a pretty good class, even though it's not a lot of four-stars. He's a .8776 on the composite and 88 overall on 24-7 sports, which has him the number 33 safe and the number 12 player overall in Tennessee. So pretty solid accolades for him and, and a really nice offer list for Anthony Brown also. He committed on September 14th. As far as like the next, next level, there's a lot of mock drafts and stuff like that coming out. We're just going to get through a few of these housekeeping things, things that I think that are interesting. Uh, CBS Sports has Traylon Burks going number 18th overall to the New Orleans Saints. And the highest I've seen him so far is Mel Kuyper had him 12th on their big board on ESPN. So CBS has him 18th. ESPN has him 12th right now. Grant Morgan named Bednarik National Player of the Week. Heck of an honor. What do you have, 13 and a half tackles? Two and a half tackles for loss, half sack, which is interesting because Hayden Henry was, I think, Walter Camp Defensive Player of the Week and SEC Defensive Player of the Week. And then we know Cam Little was Freshman of the Week. So a lot of a lot of awards being distributed, and you know, kind of as we talked about with that Texas game, there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on that game, and it was heavily watched, heavily watched, and uh, there just weren't a lot of great games last week, and we'll get into the games that are coming up this weekend because there are some better ones. And I'll tell you another thing here. Suddenly, Arkansas goes from not being projected to go to a bowl on this list. <laughs> Brad Crawford might have had him going somewhere, but I don't know that he did. But suddenly, they're in the Citrus Bowl. They also went from 11th to 6th in that SEC power ranking. So, Arkansas is a Citrus Bowl. Would you take it right now? Yes, you would. If I told you you'd get a ticket to the Citrus Bowl for Arkansas versus Michigan, who they got him set up against, you'd absolutely take it right now. You know, with, there's so much with everything that's going on with Arkansas. You're getting Sam Pittman is kind of becoming a bit of a darling around the country. You go to other teams' message board, they're talking about Arkansas, what Sam Pittman has done. And you go to uh, Texas A&M message board, and there's this absurd uh, thread started about <laughs> Sam Pittman being on the radar for the USC job, like he's going to go take the USC job out where he's never been, never recruited, fits in perfectly here. The whole discussion around Sam Pittman is the fit that he is at Arkansas. And he said numerous times that this will be his last coaching job 
at Arkansas, 59-year-old Sam Pittman, but he's going to go take the USC job. And then everybody responding in the thread is kind of like, almost like it's a done deal. Like, oh, that's, I don't know if they're just doing that to mess with Arkansas recruiting or something, but probably, I would hope so, because the very idea is absurd. Um, But Pittman's getting a lot of credit from people because he's authentic. They love his authenticity. I would argue that everybody's authentic. It's just, what kind of authentic are you? You're going to tell me that Nick Saban is like buttering up the crowd and that's not how he really is. <laughs> I mean, Nick Saban is unapologetically Nick Saban. That is Nick Saban. You know, if you're if you're faking it, that shines through too. And that's you. That's authentic. You're a big fake. If you're a big fake, you're authentic. Unless you're like some incredible narcissist, psychopath, sociopath, something that's fooling everybody. Maybe you're so talented and you're I don't know, but like Dexter or something. But unless you're like that, then you're you're probably coming off exactly how you are. The big fake, a big phony, genuine, caring, intense. You're authentic. People see you how they see you. I want to say this too about Arkansas's current situation, and it's Chad Morris deserves some credit. You didn't think I was going to say that, do you? And I'm not talking about the recruiting aspect of it because I do think that they did a good job bringing some key players in here. I'm not saying just that. But I'm saying that Arkansas was so down, these players were uh, beaten down so far, starving for something, starving for the right guy to come in here. So the right guy did come in, and they latch on extra hard, dying to buy in because of where Chad Morris had this program. So Chad Morris deserves credit. Without the sour, the sweet ain't as sweet, right? He brought the program down so far that the players in the program were dying, starving. It reminds me of a story from Coach Toddy down at Rising that Danny West told me. I love this story. So Coach Toddy's a little boy telling this story to his team to pump him up, right? And he says, uh, there's this dog that's coming around the neighborhood, stealing Roscoe's bowl, stealing the food out of his bowl. He's putting it everywhere, trying to hide it from the other dog. The dog jumps the fence, all that kind of stuff. Anything it can do to get the food, and Roscoe can't do anything about it. It goes, Daddy, this dog coming around the neighborhood, he's stealing Roscoe's food, and I can't keep it away from him. And he said, well, son, you stay away from that dog. That dog's mean. But, Daddy, ain't our dog mean too? Yeah. But that dog's starving. Be the starving dog, Arkansas. Be the starving dog this weekend. That's what I think Arkansas players have been. They've been starving for the right guy to come in and take this program over. And when he did, they latched on extra hard. They bought in extra hard because they were starving. Love that story from Coach Toddy. Danny's from Rising, by the way. So... Let's look at some games this weekend real quick before we get into Arkansas's game against Georgia Southern. Number 20, Arkansas in the AP poll. Number 24 in the coaches and number 18 in the ESPN FBI. 11 o'clock, you got Nebraska, Oklahoma. That's intriguing. That's in a morning game. You know, for a morning game, that's one reason Oklahoma wants out, probably the Big 12 because they got to play these 11 o'clock games. Virginia Tech at West Virginia, 15, Virginia Tech. Michigan State at number 24, Miami. 
Alabama at Florida in the swamp. Florida's lost seven times. I thought on Paul Feinbaum yesterday I caught a little bit of that, but uh, one of the best comments was that uh, Tim Tebow has retired from football three times since Florida last beat Alabama. FSU at Wake. How will FSU respond after last weekend? Mississippi State at Memphis. At Memphis. That's the key part there. At Memphis. South Carolina at Georgia. South Carolina traditionally has played Georgia tough, although you got a different coach there in Shane Beamer. And Georgia, you got to like Georgia's chances there. Auburn, which again has played a pretty easy schedule so far, but they're ranked 22nd at number 10 Penn State for a whiteout. Penn State, which beat Wisconsin like 16-10 or something, then crushed Ball State 44-13. Virginia at 6-30. These are night games. 6-30 Auburn, 6-30 Virginia at North Carolina, which is 22nd. Here's an interesting one. 7 to Lane at 7 o'clock to Lane at number 17 Ole Miss. And the reason it's interesting is because Tulane lost to Oklahoma 40 to 35. Had a chance to beat them. Had a chance to beat them. And then Tulane beat Morgan State. I know who. But they still 69 to 20, put up 69 points. So they got some offense. That's an interesting interesting battle. Now I think Ole Miss is going to win. I think all of us do. But might be interesting to watch. Could be a lot of offense in that game. It's at 7 o'clock, too, so you can watch the Arkansas game, then you can tune into Ole Miss, or you can watch Rice in Texas in the loser's bracket. Super late for me. The only reason this is really intriguing is Arizona State at BYU because it's at 9.30 at night. I'll you know, be getting close to done with all my game day responsibilities. 11.30, San Jose State and the Fighting Nick Starkles at Hawaii. Might catch that one. 11.30. Might catch that. Might be interesting to watch. Now, getting to Arkansas's – well, let's let's jump ahead real quick next week because the Texas A&M game has been scheduled. It's a 2.30 game, so that means it's the top game in CBS's minds. The 2.30 game, number 20, Arkansas versus number 7, Texas A&M. Arkansas is technically the home team in Arlington. Saturday, September 25th at 2.30 on CBS. AT&T Stadium. Both teams are 2-0. Haynes King will be out of this one. Now, I just want to flip ahead real quick and talk about this uh, team because I've focused on the Georgia Tech offense a little more, and Curtis has focused more on the defense, and we're going to get to him to talk about the defense. But uh, they're 1-1, obviously. They've got Louisiana up next, so no no easy weeks. Chad Lunsford is 26-15, and went 10-3, in 2018 and eight and five last year so yeah they 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 got beat pretty good 38-6 to FAU but I mean this is a program that is used to winning average 267.1 rushing yards 104.15 passing yards last year 27.2 points per game Justin Tomlin's going to be back for this one he's been suspended the last two games last season he was 11 of 25 I think he played in four or five games uh, for 161 yards with three interceptions. Not a great passing statistics. He was 38 for 197 yards on the ground with a touchdown, 5.2 yards per carry. Cam Ransom, 188 pass yards. He's been uh, 12 for 50, 12, 12 runs for 50 yards. That's the quarterback's been starting for him. At running back, they got Logan Wright, who goes six foot 230. Sam Pittman has said many times that he likes Logan Wright. 30 carries for 206 yards and two touchdowns. 
Yeah, 26 for 206 and two touchdowns last year. Is that right? Yeah. Gerald Green, who I actually like Gerald Green. He's got some breakaway speed. He's smaller, 5'9", 190. He's the, top, he's the top receiver on the team with seven catches for 71 yards at running back. And he can break away. The offensive line across the front returns all five starters, including four seniors and a redshirt junior. That's important. 6'3", 297 average across the offensive front. Now, this offense is interesting. You hear triple options, so I think a lot of people think, well, they, is it the wishbone? Are they going to be in an eye, a dead T? What's going on? So, most of the time, they're going to be, like, in a shotgun, um, you know, with, like, a two, like, two running backs behind them. Like, that's probably their most common formation. Um, they'll run a, a shotgun with, like, in a, like, an inverted wishbone, like, with the shotgun, but – inverted wishbone um they'll run that they'll run like what looks like a fat eye form so they have the quarterback and they'll have two fullbacks and a tailback behind him um but most of the time you're going to see you know they'll also do like a regular you know four wide with just you know one running back beside the behind the quarterback but most of the time you're going to see the split backs that i mentioned um you know in shotgun with a sniffer at tight end that's probably their most popular they'll also do single back with a sniffer not a lot of motion. They do – I mean, they'll do like some jet sweeps and fake jet sweep type stuff, but not a whole lot of motion before the snap. So, that's pretty much what to expect out of their offense. But it's different than what you've you've seen at Arkansas recently. Also, I, I wanted to mention this on scheduling before we get to Curtis, but um, baseball schedule's out. Open the season against Illinois State and Fayetteville, February 18th through 20th. That's uh, John Ridgewater. John Ridgerator. <laughs> I can't remember the lady who came up with that one, but I thought that was the best one. There's the ridge, the fridge, the fridgeway, the Ridgerator. That's a good one. I like that nickname for John Ridgeway. But Illinois State coming to Fayetteville uh, February 18th to 20th. That was released today. You can go to Hogsports and look at the whole schedule. Arkansas, 23-and-a-half point favorite. Over-under is 52-and-a-half. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's the game. All right, let's get to Curtis. For those of you who don't follow Curtis, Curtis, (laughs) for those of you who don't follow Curtis Wilkerson, you can follow him at Kurt Wilkerson. So why didn't y'all tell me I didn't have the how to watch stuff down? You can follow him at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. Uh, does a lot of great content for us at Hawks Wars and especially basketball. When basketball season gets here, you're going to want Curtis Wilkerson's VIP coverage. Really happy to have him part of the team. Curtis, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing really good. And I want to talk to you, Curtis, about the Razorback offense versus the Georgia Southern defense a little bit. But first, before we get to that, uh, just catch us up a little bit. What's going on with Razorback basketball recruiting? I know there were visitors and there's some information about Nick Smith. Just tell us uh, a rundown of the key things that are happening right now with Razorback Hoops. Yeah, wow. There's there's a lot going on. It, it's it's pretty impressive that Arkansas football is ranked, and we've got so much conversation about basketball right now. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, that's what you got to expect with with Eric Musselman, I think. But yeah, uh, Nick Smith Jr., uh, you know, five star guard out of North Little Rock. Uh, you know, coming into last weekend, there was a, a pretty strong belief that Alabama was actually in the lead there for him. Uh, and I know that's not what people wanted to hear, but. You know, we kind of maintained all along. If, if Arkansas was able to get him on campus for his official visit, uh, you know, all bets are off at that point. And, and they did. And so he was in town for that Texas game. And, uh, you know, all indications since then from, from both sides of things are that visit went very well and that this race has tightened up significantly. So I, I think Arkansas is in a really good spot uh, with Nick Smith, certainly a lot better than they were before uh, last weekend. And, and we might hear something sooner rather than later there. So uh, definitely some momentum swinging in the favor of the Razorbacks there. Uh, hey, how, then, how could that visit though, Curtis, how could that visit not go well? Like how well, could it, it not? <laughs> I mean, if, if you had to, you know, kind of work up the recipe mm-hmm. uh, for the perfect, you know, situation there, the perfect scenario, I mean, I mean, you had it. Uh, there's just no way to deny uh the impact that that type of atmosphere can make and, you know, all the other visits he took, you know, he's, he's been to Alabama, Auburn and, you know, all these other places, uh, but that was over the summer when there weren't any students on campus. And, and so you go from that uh, to just probably one of the, the best atmospheres that, you know, Fayetteville's ever had mm-hmm. um, on a weekend. That's, that's gotta make an impact. And, and I think it did. So uh, they needed to make up a little bit of ground and, and it sounds like they've done it. Is it, is it going to be enough? We'll see, but uh, definitely some some optimism there on the Arkansas front, and then you turn the page to this weekend, and and you got another five star rolling in, and Anthony Black, six seven wing, uh, out of Duncanville, Texas, a really strong program down there. He's kind of the headliner of what's going to be a pretty big visit list. They had five visitors uh, last weekend, and we have five confirmed right now. Four of those being unofficials. Anthony Black's is an official visit. I think that list is going to grow quite a bit, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had double-digit visitors there on campus for the uh, the Georgia Southern game this weekend. Curtis Wilkerson joining us again. Follow him at Kurt Wilkerson, and if you want his VIP recruiting coverage, you're going to need a $1 subscription right now to hogsports.com, H-A-W-G, sports.com. So, Curtis, you've been uh, – first of all, what do you think of that – what did you think about that Texas game? Is that the best environment you've been in for a college football game or what? Oh, it, 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 hands down. It wasn't even close. And, you know, I was actually thinking back, you know, to the last Arkansas game that I actually attended in person. You know, obviously 
Uh, we only had one person in the press box last year, and, mm-hmm. and attendance was down anyway with restrictions. Uh, and I was thinking back, like, man, when was the last time I've been to a game? Uh, it was San Jose State, Trey. So oh. <laughs> I needed that. I needed that just like the state did. But yeah, that was uh, that was incredible. It really was. Mm-hmm. San Jose State was a rough one. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I want to bring you up to this. Uh, breakdown that you've done recently on uh, Arkansas versus Arkansas uh, offense uh, versus Georgia Southern defense. What do you see out of these guys, Curtis? What, what, where are they strong? Well, it's, it's interesting. You know, I, I saw obviously the, the Florida Atlantic score and, you know, they lose 38 to six FAU. And you're thinking, man, uh, what's going on with these guys? And I, mm-hmm. and I turned on the, the game and watched it, uh, and I'm about an hour in, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay, uh, you know, Georgia Southern's winning here 6 nothing. It's almost halftime. These guys don't look too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really, uh, the final two minutes of the first half and, and then the second half, the wheels just really fell off. But, you know, for the longest there, they were hanging tough with a, a Florida Atlantic team that I thought showed really well the previous week against Florida. Um, you know, defensively, definitely stronger against the run. Um uh, you know, they did a nice job against FAU in that first half. I think they held them to about 46 rushing yards on 19 carries. They're undersized, uh, but they're quick. They got a couple guys um, along that defensive front that I like quite a bit. Uh, C.J. Wright being one of them, six foot, 285-pound nose tackle. I think Sam Pittman mentioned him, actually, uh, as, a, as a pretty good player for their on that for them on that defensive line uh they're af- they're athletic i think they're linebackers they move pretty well uh, the secondary though is, is where they've really had a hard time so through the the first two games you know this is a group that is loud they've almost 700 yards passing uh eight touchdowns through the air and they were just having breakdown after breakdown against florida atlantic and you know, Chad Lunsford, he, he talked about it after the game and said there was a lot of miscommunication on the back end. Maybe they're they're overthinking. They need to simplify things. When you start hearing that, you, you start to wonder mm-hmm. about what's going on. So uh, definitely, uh, you know, this could be a, a game where Arkansas could air it out a little bit and, uh, you know, develop some more confidence in K.J. Jefferson, the passer, get Traylon Burks going, figure out kind of the pecking order behind him in that receiver room. But at the same time, you look at it and you think, man, if you're racking up 300 plus yards rushing against a team like Texas, why why vary from that? So I, I'll be interested to see how it plays out. You know, I would say, Curtis, you're exactly right. Anytime a coach starts saying we got to start simplifying things, then it's over. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it's just it's just going down the tube if they're talking about simplifying things. So definitely. What do you what do you think what do you think is going to happen on this game? I mean, it's it's hard to get up after Texas and then you're looking ahead a little bit to, to Texas, uh, Texas A&M. I mean, it's a difficult spot to play a tricky team like this. Yeah, it, it really is. And I, I think you said it well. It's it's kind of human nature to have a little bit of a letdown there. Uh, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see some of that early, you know, maybe a little bit of sluggishness. But, uh, you know, in the end, I I don't have a lot of concern that, that Arkansas is going to be able to figure it out and, uh, I think pull away pretty comfortably. You know, for me, the the hope would be that they do that, and, and you get later into the second half, and and maybe Arkansas is finally in a situation uh, where they have a game just fully under control, and you can start to see some of those young guys. Maybe we can see some extended run uh, from a Malik Hornsby, and mm-hmm. you know, some of the guys, some of your depth that you're going to need. We know. 
by the end of the season, the SEC is usually a, a, a war of attrition. So, uh, you know, to, to be able to get some guys some reps and, and some confidence, that way you can rely on them a little bit more later in the season could be really important. This is one of the last opportunities Arkansas will have to do that. So hopefully they take care of business and uh, we can see some new faces out there. All right, Curtis. Well, I think we covered it. Anything else you want to add? Anything else coming up with basketball that you might need to notify us on? Uh, well, no, not a lot else going on with basketball. I mean, it's going to be probably the last big visit weekend uh, for a while here. Obviously, there's you know three games away uh, from Fayetteville in a row on the weekends, but then they're going to be hitting it up with uh, with full practices here in a, in a few weeks. And I think we're about what fifty. 54, 55 days out from the start of the regular season. So it's right around the corner for sure. All right, Curtis. Appreciate you, brother. Yep. Talk to you next time. All right. That's Curtis Wilkerson again. You can follow him at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. Does a fantastic job uh, covering the Razorbacks. So I want to jump into Keith Grayson now. Keith Grayson is forwarding me to an automatic voicemail. Here we go. Hey, guys. <laughs> That's my line. How you doing, Keith? Um, I feel like I've been in like a prison yard brawl. <laughs> well, it's Thursday. It's Thursday, and I sound like this. I, I had to point at my menu <laughs> to order food because I could not talk for two days. This is Keith. Throw, That's him throwing that, uh, <laughs> throwing that uh, megaphone. Where did you – where did he, so Keith was in here uh, in Fayetteville and storming the field and everything, and that actually did go through the uprights, the megaphone. Where did you get a megaphone, Keith? So the last game that John L. Smith coached, I got on the field somehow and into his office um, in that same shirt, the sleeveless camo. Sh- uh, there he goes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, I, I stole it fair and square in 2012, but I've never been able to get it into a game. And um, – all the small children and the attorney general that was sitting next to me, I guess they probably wish that I didn't get it in the game either, but you know, the internet was down and I didn't have my mobile ticket. I couldn't get in my app, but everybody else had their ticket in my party. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to guest services and Eric, I kept on thinking of things throughout the day. Like Eric Musselman puts up that tweet about, you know, how they can sneak into the game. Well, apparently you can just go to guest services Somebody has a real question in front of you while you're waiting on them. You just walk in the gate. So I got in without a ticket. No, you didn't. You yes, really I did. did. That's how do you think I got a megaphone in? Everybody, all security guards are telling me I couldn't get that in. Wow. So I I'm got not, in without now, a ticket. No, I'm not even sure I should have you on. <laughs> well, there's more, Trey. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> what else? What else happened? Well, no, I mean, I, I, uh, I enjoyed the game thoroughly. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely – I took offense to a lot of people. My season tickets are in the north end zone. I I think that thing should be packed out. And I, I know that it's kind of a quieter area. And, you know, the people around us, I feel like we brought it for the game. I, I never sat down. The people behind me had to stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a young man ripped his shirt off um, in half. It was – I feel like we – we did our part for that game, but you know we scored forty points on my fortieth birthday, yes. and we beat forty. We beat forty acres, yeah. and so and, and there's a, there's a hog the mm-hmm. hog pod going into Texas week with Clay Henry on it was talking about how his mom went out to a certain spot and filed some grass out. So I I went out to the forty and 
I got some turf in the back of my truck right now in a pot and some potting <laughs> soil, and I, I'm planting that in my yard. Where did you Where did you take turf on the forty on the field on the actual field? Yeah, yeah, it was it was on the side. Keith. It was it was it was out of bounds. It was. Just this is not the, the last game of the season. How much is turf though? I mean, if our grounds crew is worth anything, they can replace it. There's twenty thousand people out there. I'm sure there was some other damage done. Okay. But anyway, it wasn't a big piece, but it's enough to grow. I mean, I'm going to grow it. I'm, <laughs> I'm literally going to plant in my yard. And I listen, they they had a university podcast with someone mm. telling somebody, of course, I'm going to have the idea in my head. It's basically Matt Zimmerman's fault for having Clay Henry on to give me the idea to begin with. Mm-hmm. 40th birthday. It was a good time. It was a good time. And if you watch the video, that megaphone, I got that little, little kiss. Off the upright, yeah, yeah. All it can, little. I, I wasn't able to play that one from Twitter, but uh, yeah, you did. Um, you did bank. I mean, if you think about it, all the weird stuff that happened. You turned forty. They scored forty points. It's the forty acres campus at, at Texas. Um, you you banked it in off the upright. You stole a chunk of grass, and and you even though you had tickets, you got in without a, a ticket and snuck in a megaphone. Is that right? Yeah. That pretty much. And, and you the smell, first person, you, and know, you, the smell, first person you sound, the, you sound horrible right now. <laughs> perfect for radio or podcasting. <laughs> this is like, this is what happens when you party the way you did at 40. It's all, you're now, you're now at the old age of youth. What am I going to do? Not live my life? No. You like are. you got to live. And, and <laughs> I mean, I'm with my mom, my best friend from, from grade school that I grew up with. And my, you know, my bride to be was it was her first football game experience. How did she like it? I mean, that's a. <laughs> oh my god, she wants to go back. I mean, she, so we went from like, hey, we can only make it to one game this year. We got to figure out our travel schedule if we go back to like she wants to go to every other home game now. Mm-hmm. Now you got to you know? tell her every game's like this. This is just how it always is. Did she oh, storm yeah. the field with you? Yes. Yeah, well, she she took a Sunday stroll. I ditched everybody. I was. I was in the middle with Traylon Smith saying, mm-hmm. like, you're from Arizona, I'm from Arizona, I came out here to kick it, man. So we got down. Um, somebody, on the board, make, somebody on the board yeah. said you tossed him $100 and ran on the field. Is that true? I did. So I gave I, – I didn't see that. I didn't see that message on the board. But So I tried to give the cameraman $100 to put me on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Apparently it was just the, just, just the Jumbotron. Yeah, I saw you on the Jumbotron. I saw you up there. So there were some kids that I guess listened to the podcast, and uh, I think they had an insane time too. I, was, I mean, just everything was memorable. So I, one of my favorite stories of John Daly is someone walked up to John Daly and was like, "I'm a huge fan of you," or whatever. And he pulls out a wad of hundreds and just gives him a hundred dollar bill. It's like, "Go, go buy yourself a steak dinner tonight," or whatever. And so, note to self: next time I see John Daly, tell him what a big fan I am. Money. Yeah. So I took the I took the money that I was gonna give to the cameraman and I gave it to the the I guess he was a student at the school. He could be sixteen or twenty two, I have no idea. But you know, we were talking all game too, and I was like, Yo, you go have a good time tonight on me. So mm-hmm. um anyway, man, it was it was memorable. And the thing is, it wasn't even that close. It was the final score is forty to twenty one. We downed it. Yeah, it wasn't, goals, wasn't even as close. And, the good thing, AJ, though, 
Go ahead. Not going on the board. It, mm. We we could have. It could have been seventy. Yeah. We could have put seventy on. Them. Well, think about all the short field goals that they had too. I mean, just right. a, just a few missed blocks here and there. But uh, the good news of it is, though, Keith, is that that was the game that night. Everybody was watching. Everybody was watching Arkansas and Texas. So everybody knows that it was not as close as the score indicated. Also, so that's good. Um, so Keith, what uh, would you say? That's the just based on the way you're talking, and I, I know what my experience was too, would you say that was the best game, whole encompassing weekend experience for you since the 2011, I guess was that 2012, uh, Cotton Bowl, where you became actually the disgraced former president and founder of the Arizona Razorback Club due to your actions? Yeah, that was a good time. And I think in, in that was – I think they were different, but – but yes, it. You knew. I mean, going into the Cotton Bowl, we're like, we're gonna smoke, we're gonna pace Kansas State. Like there wasn't even a question. You ask everybody around, and I think why it was so cathartic this weekend, and so almost, you know, we, you and I met up on Friday night. We're talking about the game, and you're saying, I asked you straight up, like, how do you, you pick them to score 31 points? A 19 year old kid's gonna come into this environment, put 31 up on Barry Odom in his second year in this defense, all these returning starters. Like it, everybody I talked to had some sort of all these older got not older, but I mean just fans that you know I hang with. Mm. Are, I guess everybody's older tomorrow, but <clears throat> everybody you ask them what do you think is going to happen in the game, and they just kind of I don't know, man. Like just hope everybody has fun. That kind of mentality. It's like <laughs> I think it was so it was so unexpected. Mm. But I mean, why would you expect anything less? Well, at this point, I also when I was going 31, I was thinking, you know, an offensive, you know, accident or special teams also would would get them to. I didn't think that Arkansas didn't have a chance to do. I did thought they had a chance to win. But um, um, I don't know. I just for some reason picked Texas to win by seven. So I was wrong. And I do apologize to everybody that was kind of around me. And I I was again, there's a this pent up haven't nobody's been to a game in a minute and like it was what's happened in the past year and you just want to unleash Mm -hmm. and so i think that's where i was coming from and i carefully watched your video also before i had you on to make sure your megaphone landed safely on the ground without hitting someone in the head also i wrestled it away from a security guard they thought i stole it and i had to point like it's an old it's an old logo <laughs> you said, did you tell them the statute of limitations for stealing <laughs> megaphones so it's rightfully I'm, I'm yours now fast, man as soon as i get as soon as i get loose in that open field that's probably why i'm so sore because i, I was running all around the field uh-huh. like dead sprint yeah <laughs> i think my hand is still uh marked on number 98 from texas is uh buttocks <laughs> I, I got him pretty good i told him good game <laughs> just smack some texas I mean, player on the butt well that's how you do it in sports right you right congratulate him, like hey good team game. players not random fans coming out of the stands what, what's good keith i got to transition you to, to this game this has been fantastic but uh what's going to happen what's going to happen saturday because it's it's kind of a tricky spot to play a team like georgia southern you're still you're you have so much influence on our fans that you're like I don't know it's a trap game and and I said it, I even said it before the season started but now mm-hmm. it's kind of we're two games it's, it was part of the reason I picked Texas to win also Keith because I knew that I picked Arkansas to win and they wouldn't I know how I know how my mojo goes oh so this is all a reverse jinx it's, it's an elaborate all it's always plan. a reverse jinx it, it the whole the whole thing 
is a reverse jinx. Okay, well, now that you say that, is it still? Uh, well, I jinxed the jinx. <laughs> but here's, but for real, okay. So let's 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 walk through this. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna let the team? Is is Sam Pittman gonna let this team roll over against a non-conference Sunbelt team? Is is Barry Odom gonna do it? Are the twenty seniors that are coming back gonna do it? Is Grant Morgan, who's a cyborg like a human missile, like Hayden Henry, Jalen Catalan, they're gonna let this team not show up on Saturday? That's the question people should be asking. Good like, point. It's different. It's different. Everybody points back. If you say Western Kentucky one more time, this has nothing to do. Sam Pittman has said that over and over. People bring up like Bob Holt in the press conference. Like, what do you think about this three years ago? He's like, I don't have anything to do about it. I wasn't here, bro. This is different. Should people uh, not get that? This is different. That's good. All Does right. everybody feel that? No, I definitely feel things are different. There's no question about that. But I also know it's human nature that it's not going to be as electric as Texas, right? I mean, so you would well, expect at least a little bit, a little bit. But they if they continue to from the fans, if they yeah. continue to fly around the pile like they did on Saturday, then it doesn't matter. It won't matter. They'll be able to. And uh, this team, this team reminds me. Georgia Southern does remind me. I like their offense. They remind me a lot of Coastal Carolina and what they're doing. Not as much downfield passing. I'm watching. I'm, I'm actually watching the new orleans bowl um against louisiana tech right now because i haven't usually i watch the other team kind of not that i have anything to do with the game plan but i want to know what we're walking into yeah but uh I, I like their offense and they're getting their quarterback that hasn't had anything to do with the first two games they're getting him back from suspension yeah so five stars know, return man. on thanks. the offensive line yeah thanks for letting me i, I wanted one thing for my birthday the only thing that I wanted for my 40th birthday was to be on the walk and talk. And you waited in the stadium. You never came out of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I explained it scared. on the last podcast. I was scared. That's what it was. I was I was afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I was coming for you. I had that Blanton's in me, and I was fearless. Well, you know, it's not like a right after. I, I, I already explained why the, the walk and talk takes some time. Because you got to go through press conferences. you got to write. you got to transcribe. you got to soak it all in. You got to get from place to place. It's a lot going on after the game. It's just the way it is. I don't want to sit in traffic the whole time when I could be working. Well, thanks for having me on this. Well, you and, sound better. Uh, I think I, you. I think we cleared your throat up a little bit. I think this was good well, for you. I mean, I've been driving in a car for 19 hours from Heber Springs to because I went back to, down to my dad's and then came across country by myself. So I haven't really been talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. Just sat down in my office for the first time in the week and. Everything breaking loose, and of course, all I want to do is talk Razorback football. Yeah. All right. Well, if you got a bell, ring it. Your best performance to date. Appreciate you for coming on the show. Happy birthday, brother. Forty-five seventeen hogs. Forty-five seventeen hogs. Damn <laughs> Thanks, bud. All right, everybody. Keith Grayson. See, that's why it's important to get the fan perspective on here. I always enjoy Keith's humor, and I mean, van- borderline. I don't, I don't know if you can call him a vandal. Everybody was everybody was trampling the field. <laughs> it's always fun to, to talk to Keith, get a little insight there. All right, we're going to go to your questions now, but before we do that, I want to remind you real quick, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. Always tune in on Facebook Live. If you haven't subscribed to the page, then do so. Follow the page. Give it a thumbs up on this video. 
like, share, comment, follow, all the good things. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to give us a thumbs up there. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. And share it with your old papa or you know, your dad or whoever doesn't know how to access it. Let them, let them know how to see all that because I, I think they'll enjoy the show. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us, throw us that five-star review. Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. We are there. All right. We're going to fly through these pretty quick here. The ranking won't mean anything unless the Hogs beat A&M. Yes, it will mean, Adrian Jones, it will mean that you have a 230 CBS matchup. But past that, you're right. Got to keep winning. Marco Giles says, I'm torn on all this attention now. Hope they handle it well. Yep, it is different winning the title, as they say. Not that Arkansas has won a title, but versus defending it. And Arkansas is, is a bit of a, a media darling right now. Handle it well. Let's see how they do. Hey, Trey, Hog fan alumni living in Seattle. Has the win over Texas changed your view on the overall win-loss total for the year? Yeah, it's changed them. I mean, I picked them to lose that game, so I would move it up to, you know, seven or better. I don't know. I mean, it's not like Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Auburn. You know, I guess LSU is kind of down a little bit, looks down. But for the most part, most of those schools – and LSU will bounce back. They got tons of athletes. I mean, it's not like it's it's gotten easy with the opponents. This Arkansas looks a little, maybe a little bit better than we we thought. If we sweep Texas, will he say they are second in the West? If they beat Texas A&M in Arlington, yeah, I think so. I think you might be able to say that confidently at that point. But still, a lot of games to play. You got to go at Ole Miss. You know, it's. Road games in the SEC are just difficult, and that's what Texas figured out the other day. Jim Taylor in Fresno. Trey, it's pistachio season again. Send me an address, and I'll hook you up. Danny and the gang, I am copying that right now. I got that opened up. All right, Jim, appreciate you. I'll take those pistachios. Kyle Smith, you have your answer. Yes, Keith Grayson did storm the field. You knew he did. I haven't stormed the field in 22 years myself. I was in the press box, but it was a great, awesome view. People got mad at me because I said I was like, it was a $100,000 fine. I said this on Twitter, like, and I was like, it's two fifty next time. Maybe don't do that again. You know, just kind of like a minute in that kind of voice, that kind of tone, and people were like, can't believe this take from you. It's got like tons of replies and – I mean, <laughs> I was just a little surprised because I've obviously said several times how awesome it was, but it is $250,000. That's a lot of money. <laughs> oh, funny. Griffin Peoples trying to get me to spell Dixon Street again. <laughs> Justin Starn says passing game should improve this week. Yeah, it's possible. As uh, Curtis mentioned, their their secondary has struggled a little bit. And, again, we haven't seen them take the lid off Traylon Burks and want to give – make sure Texas A&M remembers, give them something to look at there, that they can't just load the box on you. Ask Chad Morris how it's going to Allen High School. Not not that well. I think they lost, Adrian. Um, I know they lost the second game, which ended their 84-game winning streak, and it was the first time they ever lost in their new 60,000 – 60 million uh, – 
$60 million stadium that's been there for a while now. Chuck Bendergrass says, do you believe Arkansas works on the pass game this week? I believe KJ needs to work on his timing with receivers. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they stopped doing that. It's just they haven't had great <clears throat> great timing. But, again, you know, you're running for 7.1 yards to carry. It's kind of hard to stop doing that. Jalen Catalan about to shut that running game down along with Hayden Bumper and Grant, says Will Lennox. It's interesting. It's a different kind of football. It's assignment football, not just reacting. Will Lennox says news on Miles Slusher. I think we could see a good bit of Miles Slusher today, or excuse me, Saturday. Ridgeway and John, Zach Williams are dominant. Zach Williams had a good game. He'll start if they go with a four-man front. But will they go four-man? Will they go three-man? I mean, last year – or excuse me, last week – Last week, it made all the sense in the world to go with a four-man front, but the three-man really, really worked. So we'll see. Nathan E. Allen says, you see the shout-out and the walk and talk from Josh Pate on Late Kick? Yeah, I did. Actually, I think we maybe picked up a lot of subscribers because of that on the YouTube channel. But uh, I did see that, Nathan. I was actually watching it live. He does a great job. If you don't, if you don't watch Josh Pate Late Kick live, you should. He does a great job covering – all aspects and knows what he's talking about not just like i gotta cover all these teams i mean like he does his research norman hunt says okay don't know why they censored my comment about cbs i'm not sure mm. see bagwell says i just checked and it's showing alabama florida Razorback Stadium needs more beer tubs than just the two on the south deck. When is that? Is it split broadcast? Maybe it's split broadcast. Wes Taylor says, is that a buck a month? It's a buck for your first month. It's $1 for your first month at Hawk Sports. Okay, so it's a trial period. Uh, or you can do 30% off for the first year. But after that first month, if you sign up for the monthly, after that first month, you like it, you decide you're going to keep it, which is, I think, what, nine ninety five a month after that. But you also get Paramount Plus for free, which is $100 a year. The commercial free version, the good version of Paramount Plus, which includes, you know, all the on-demand stuff from Paramount, CBS, um, Comedy Central, BET, Smithsonian, Nat Geo, like a ton of different, maybe not Nat Geo, I think that's Disney Plus. But anyway, a ton, I think History Channel maybe, but a ton of different other networks all and Paramount all, you know, all in there together and it's free for as long as you're subscribed to hog sports so if you're subscribed for the next three years it's 300 dollars of free paramount plus you get after your one month so after that promo's done then you're eligible for that so a lot of great options there oh gotcha i see what you're saying here Josh Grubb, what was said by Sark? I heard he kind of downplayed our power after the game and his post. I mean, he did give some credit, but overall, he, you know, it's our, you know, we made mistakes and stuff like that, which is obvious. And that's what happens in football. But it wasn't exactly true. Arkansas just beat them, out physical them. They just beat them. I mean, they beat them. They were more physical, more aggressive the whole time. The environment created a lot of that, too. PTSD towards each game, yeah. I mean, I, I'm dealing with that too, obviously. Wes Murray says he agrees with Kurt. It's going to be a big game for KJ and hope to see Hornsby the entire second half. I'd love to see a lot of Malik Hornsby also in this game because of, you know, Arkansas getting in and getting out. 
Keith's on Hogs Plus. How do we match up against A&M? I haven't even looked at that yet. But, I mean, obviously losing Hanks King is, is a pretty big deal. J.R. Wallace has a couple of questions. Why is Hudson Henry, a highly touted tight end, struggling so much to make an impact on the offense? I think they just they like what Blake Kern has brought. Um, Hayden has had some injury issues, and even you know fairly recently. She's not Hayden. Yeah, Hudson. Sorry. I always man, I always do that. I called I called uh, Hayden Hudson the other day, and asked him a question about the um, Texas um, the Texas defense. <laughs> It's what I mean, I've said it before, but you name all your kids with an H and they all play Razorback football, it's, it makes it hard. Also, do we just not throw to the tight end position under Browse? Is it a lack of talent? I don't think it's that. I mean, it's just they like what they like what he has. I mean, they like what Kern has brought to the table. But I think we'll see a good bit of Hudson at some point too. Nothing like bringing in fresh running backs against a tired defense. I mean, like a lot of credit has been given to the Razorback uh, running backs, and they did a great job, obviously. But the offensive line is just so under control. And, I mean, they just look clean and polished. They've done a great job blocking up front. A&M's defense looks legit. Says Yancey Long, do the Hogs have a legit shot at eight wins? They, they have a shot at it. I'm going seven right now. Eric O'Neill says it's 100000 well spent. Eric O'Neill says, is Grant Morgan going to be back from the injury? Uh, Sam Pittman said he practiced Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday and was going to practice Wednesday. Practiced Monday, Tuesday and was going to practice Wednesday. That's what he said. So having said that, I could see Grant Morgan sitting this one out. Or maybe a sit out unless we absolutely need you kind of deal. Yep. In regards to $250,000 fine, it could go a long way in terms of keeping an assistant coach. You're absolutely right, Norman. Or Mark. Norman Hunt says, after we finally beat Texas A&M, Glenn Stroud says the Razorbacks are going to have to watch their watch lower their head on tackles. Yeah. Although I think that maybe there was like a meeting and they're like, hey, look, unless this is like egregious, we're not going to call it as much because we didn't see it much that last game. And there were two opportunities they could have called targeting. Easy could have called it on Hayden Henry and Jackson Woodard. Both of them were by definition 100% targeting. So I'm thinking, I'm wondering like maybe they're, maybe they're being a little bit more lax on it. Maybe the first weekend they wanted to, you know, send a message. I don't know. You still have to call it, throw the flag. I just think the penalty sucks. The flag doesn't suck. The penalty does. The punishment of ejecting a guy. Especially when you miss it so often, like half the times you miss it. Judah Honey says, "What do you find a challenge for the Arkansas defense this week? Just playing assignment football, playing against this option attack is—it's just a different way to play defense that you have to respect the option." Kevin Mercer says, "Hoping to see Carthage, Texas, to Kiss Crawford play this week. Yeah, that'd be nice." See, it would be nice to see all those guys get some action because that means you took care of business in the first half. Steve Harper says, if we can get through Georgia Southern without a letdown, I think the Hogs can line up with Texas A&M. It's going to be a fun weekend. I'll be there. I'll be in Arlington. Will you be there? 
I think it's got a chance to be really electric again. It's kind of dwindled down the last few years, but I think it's got a chance. All right, before we get out of here, one more time, plenty of ways to watch and listen. Facebook Live, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Throw us a five-star review. Throw us a thumbs up. Follow the page. Subscribe. Hit the notifications bell. Let us know what to think. Share. All those good things. Getting a little tongue-tied at the end of the show. All right. I started the show kind of tongue-tied. Need to do a little red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> All right, everybody. Appreciate you for your questions. Thanks to Curtis Wilkins for providing his insight on Razorback basketball and the Georgia Southern defense. And appreciate Keith Grayson for sharing his Razorback game day experience on his 40th birthday with Arkansas scoring 40 points against the 40 Acres team. A lot of cool stuff there. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you with the walk and talk after the game on Saturday. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. We'll be right back.